welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximize your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. and welcome to episode 71 of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. I am your host, Belinda Risley, and today I am joined by the lovely and vivacious Sarah Higgs. Sarah is from Physio2Go and Sarah's Moto Physio2Go. She's a passionate physiotherapist with a special interest in motorsports, especially motocross, as that has been a passion of hers for the past 10 years or so, traveling the state to race. Knowing the endurance and strength one needs to compete in sports, her passion lays in injury prevention and conditioning the body to optimise one's performance. Also being able to manage injuries as they rise to get back to ultimate function to enjoy the sports people love in a pain-free environment. Guys, this is a fantastic interview. Sarah is very passionate about what she does and helping the riders and looking to expand to hook drivers in the new year. Grab your pen or enjoy your coffee, or walk, or drive to work today, or school, as you're listening to our episode, um, we've got a new draw, new competition starting. Um, every month, uh, for those who leave us a review, either on iTunes or Spotify, and now the podcast is available on Google Play. So awesome if you're listening to us live from there today. And for those who leave us a review, uh, we're going to go into a monthly draw. It's going to be drawn on the 15th of every month. Sorry, in line with this show, so pretty much every fourth show. And the winner is going to win three free strategy sessions with myself. And you can utilize them to help with your sponsorship, um, your social media, your fitness training, your mindset, whatever you'd like to utilize them for, simply by leaving a review either at Apple, Spotify, or Google Play. That'd be fantastic. Of course, guys, if you are looking for any more resources to help you maximize your performances on and off the track, we do have two free Facebook groups available over on Facebook. So the first group being the Motorsport Fitness Group and the second one, the Motorsport Sponsorship Group. So if you aren't a member already, please race over to those pages on Facebook and join our very supportive groups to get some more information how to maximize your performance. I think it's time to get started with today's show. Let's go. So, hey, Sarah, welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Belinda. How are you going? Nice I'm, of you to have me on here. I'm so excited to tell your story. Tell everybody, what do you do? Okay, so um, I'm a very, very passionate physiotherapist. Um, I have a Bachelor in Health Science, Exercise Science, and a Master's in Physiotherapy. Um, very, very into the outdoors and everything adventurous that's outside. Um, I figure that life's too short just to do one hobby. So I have several, um, <laughs> in my, in my spare time out of my physio, I actually, um, surf, I ride motocross, um, road cycle. I do a bit of long distance running when I have the time and I even play a bit of golf, but essentially, um, my passion is very much motocross. So that's where my highest passion lies. Um, there's nothing quite like life inside that helmet. Like I don't get that feeling from anything else. Um, I used to race really competitively around Queensland for a few years before I commenced my degree at Griffith um, on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Um, and basically that was just my whole life. Like I traveled with racing um, and I had a mobile dog grooming business at the time. So I was really lucky in that sense that I could sort of um, 
I guess, plan, like work my hours around my training yeah. and really get stuck into it. So that was, yeah, very much my whole life. And then sort of my degree was, yeah, six years and it was a long time, but I hung up my boots. <laughs> yeah, I hung up, I hung up the motocross boots for six years, sold the bike, oh, hard decision. Really? Yeah, hard, yeah. Uh, and yeah, just followed a different passion, I guess, a different, a different road. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So yeah, you've got a double degree and like when you were still studying, although you put up your helmet, was your intentions always just to get back into motorsports? Um, yeah. Even after that six years, like I, obviously I sold my bike, but I sort of, found ways to kind of ride someone else's but even then it wasn't very often so I had um like a friends that I would ride like once in a blue moon and it was just like random riding it wasn't racing um but my mum was always like you'll forget about it because she thinks it's too dangerous right so she's like you'll forget about it like it's fine it's six years it'll be over and done with it's like whatever and it I definitely didn't forget like I was very much so like nearly every day thinking about it like it's it's that much stamped in me like so I did get another bike. <laughs> much, much, much of my mother's disgust. <laughs> you started in motorsport, like through your parents, or was it through a partner, through a friend? The motocross side. Yeah. Um, actually, there was no influence uh, with it. I have two younger sisters um, that didn't ride at all. They did after me, which my mum didn't like either. However, <laughs> I had an uncle and some younger cousins of mine that rode, but I didn't see them much because they lived like four hours from me. So I really didn't have that as an influence, really. Um, I just really always liked the look of it and thought it'd be good. And from like an early age, mum was always like, well, she tells me now that I was like, oh, you just wanted to ride. And like, there was no, she was like, you don't have a brother, you don't like nothing. Yeah. And so, but she was always sort of like, that was at school when I was saying I wanted to ride. And then she was always saying it's too dangerous. So just wait until you're out of school, like, and buy your own bike and whatever. So I did. <laughs> and so, you went. Yeah. So that just happened. But, yeah. So um, basically the story is is that I got the bike and then I sort of went down to this Reedy Creek at the time. It's not open now, but um, Reedy Creek Motocross Club. And yeah. it was open at night and all the things like that. And I went there and had a go and I fell in love with jumping and things like I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Like I did a bit of bush riding, but the, the jumps and stuff is like where it's at. And, um, and then I was like, oh, I'll never race. Like this is enough for me. Like I can ride and it's awesome. And then I watched a race day <laughs> there and at the same place. Um, and it was under lights and it was just amazing. And I was like, okay, like I need to try this. And then like the rest is history really. Like I just fell in love with it and there's really nothing like racing like is it it's a different um sort of feeling like it's it's I think it's the start gates and the competitiveness of it all like you yeah. can ride around and still love it but it's just like it gives me goosebumps now actually talking about it it's just <laughs> it's just unreal the difference between the two of them so yeah I started racing Passion from there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you racing now uh well what happened is that I well, yeah, after I got the bike and things after uni, yeah. I fractured my clavicle really bad, like wow. displaced it. And um, that put me off for a good like five months because it just wasn't healing correctly and they didn't want to give me surgery. And I was a bit like, I don't know if I want surgery. So I, <laughs> I um, yeah, 
had a bit of a break. But before that, I was training really hard. Like after I got my bike, I was training heaps, like getting back into it. And then I broke my clavicle, which was this year. But last year was the first race I'd done since before uni. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my first race in seven years, um, which I did at the Go Girls um, racing event in April last year. And um, that was awesome, but I was a bit rusty. But, you know, after, <laughs> after seven years, I mean, it's mostly about fun for me. Um, oh, it'll turn into that competitive edge soon, I'm guessing. But, yeah, so I have had one race since I've been out of uni. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll run race event sort of thing. But, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your training then. So how does a motocross rider train? Um, so basically, like, I did a lot of endurance. It was cross-training. But for me, I found that with the big events and the long races, so anything 15 to 20 minutes, um, I was finding that um, before I started training like this, actually, that people would just start passing me like throughout the last few laps of a race. Mm -hmm. So I would incorporate some endurance, a lot of endurance stuff. And it's very cross training. So I did swimming um, for the breathing and just to get that cardio and oxygen uptake. And that it sort of taught me a breathing pattern, um, swimming. And then I did the long distance running and cycling. And then I did heaps of on the bike training. Like I don't think, um, you know, there's much that translates to actually on the bike training. So a lot of it was on the bike. Um, and I do heaps of, um, what would you call it? Like cross terrain training. So I would pretty much have like a day where I just go out in like heavy beach sand and just smash out like a 20 minute in the boiling hot sun. So I was a bit of a weirdo. I would go out in the middle of the day and like just smash out like a 20 minute um, moto in the sand. Yeah. To just develop that endurance to that in the heat. Um, And then I'd do something like on flat, sort of flat terrain, like more of a flat packed cement type, not cement, but it was almost translated as cement. didn't have any give to just get the, the, you know, the, I guess the variety of training. So then whatever track I go to, I'd be, I'd be okay at. Yep. So yeah. And so obviously you are qualified um, exercise scientist. So do you currently train motocross riders? Um, In terms of um, exercise Mm -hmm. prescription stuff. um, Well, being that I've only had the business for six months i've really only developed it for six months so before that i was actually working with the elderly believe it or not i had a yeah i had a lot of um experience and i and i did a lot of i guess you could say volunteering work at private practice and sports physio clinics and things because i had such a passion for it but i landed in an elderly job which was amazing because i really do love the elderly and they need a lot of help with strokes and things but um um in terms of exercise, sorry, I just forgot what you were going to say, that, what you'd ask me. Um, yeah, ex- exercise prescription. Um, yeah, so I'm slowly getting like more awareness out there that, that I do do that. But at the moment, because I'm just physio mostly and then the exercise ex- um, science comes in sort of below it. Yeah. So I'm sort of trying to translate it in. But I am, I am giving out exercise programs and generally it's more so a um, – it's whatever the person wants, really, whatever their goal is. Like I can, I can help them with whatever it is. Um, but in terms of just like a, an example of an exercise program. So if someone comes to me and says, oh, I've got tightness, like say a rider comes up and says, oh, I've got some tightness here and some lower back stuff and whatever, then I'll do a, like a mobility assessment and a proper thorough like head to toe assessment and give them an exercise program or a stretching program or something to help um, with that particular problem. 
And then you've got that general like exercise program that's like, I want to build endurance. I want to build strength, um, you know, whether it's legs or shoulders or whatever. So I try and cater to everything. Fantastic. Well, let's go back a little bit and tell us what is yep. your actual business? What, what is the name and how does it work? <laughs> um, so it's called Sarah's Physio to Go. Um, so there's two businesses. So one is Sarah's Moto Physio to Go, which is I had to create two because the demand for the moto was more than the demand for the home stuff Ooh, at that time. Um, it's sort of flipped at the moment because everything's shut. Um, but, yeah, so there's two, Sarah's Physio to Go, Sarah, Sarah's Moto Physio to Go. And the Sarah's Physio to Go one is basically just for home visits and for workplace visits. So I visit people's workplaces and with my clinic on wheels that I have um, and, yeah, do treatments in people's houses and workplaces. And then the other one's just purely for events. And in that short space of time, um, that grew a lot. Um, so basically the I didn't think that it would be that big, but everyone jumped on board, like all of the – around the Southeast Queensland region, like I'm involved with a lot of clubs um, that just support what I do basically and want, want to give their athletes in their club the best. So it is, it's grown. Um, and then from there, I've had a lot of people like football clubs and um, go-karting um, okay. clubs that are like, oh, this is cool. Like what can, what can you offer us kind of thing? And then COVID-19 hit. <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's all on the back burner for now, but that's fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell us, like, what do you actually do at the, the track? At the um, track. Is it racing or do you have a marquee set up? And tell us, yeah. Okay, to- the setup. Yeah. So what it is is, well, back in my first event that I ever got approached to do, which set this whole thing off, was at the Go Girls racing um, event, which is a five-day event. So some solid riding that they do and they're, you know, feeling it. So that was the first one I did. And I, all I had was a quick shade sort of little setup with walls and a treatment table um, and a little reception desk. And that was, that was all. And basically back then it was just like little mini massages and things because I was just starting out. I was like, what's this about? But now um, this year, 2020, I've actually been working on a massive design on, I now have a 16 foot enclosed air conditioned. Wow clinic on wheels literally Um, and that definitely has expanded my what I can offer athletes Um, but also um, yeah it's it's very convenient and more private and yeah it's it's very good for them to have something to go into versus like the the quick shade was good um, but this is definitely a lot better and I have electric table now and I have like equipment and I want it to be bigger like in the next few years it'll be even bigger than that and higher so, cause I want a little mini gym in there so I can do, you know, their rehab with them and things like that. Yeah. And also because I built in a bed, so it converts at night into a sleeping headquarters. So oh, awesome. Yeah. So I can travel like, um, well, I, ba- I designed my business around traveling really because I love being on the road. Yeah. And so I designed it in a sense that I can travel and sleep in there and then convert it into a clinic at night. and see everyone that I can around the Southeast Queensland region. Yeah. So that's the setup and I have like equipment there, like a rower and I'm starting to get a lot more equipment, but now I'm needing a bigger trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to get bigger because people are just, like at the start, people weren't familiar with what physios do on site at anywhere though. Some people didn't even know what a physio did. So at that time, 
you know, it was different to now where people are really starting to think, okay, like she can help me. It's not just about injury, um, injury management. It's about prevention and recovery and all these different things that people just don't think of. Um, do you want me to talk about the, the services that I offer on, uh, yeah, on like, site? Or? Yeah, we'll just go like, what is an actual physio for those that don't know? Um, so a physiotherapist is um, a first contact practitioner. So basically that just means that you don't have to go to a doctor um, or anyone to get a referral. Um, you can just come to us and then we um, can diagnose and do all of that and then send you away for a scan if needs be. So you can, which is kind of cool. It avoids that extra time um, that to see a doctor or whatnot. Um, where someone that's, that helps people affected by injuries, pain and disabilities. And we empower people to help themselves um, in a sense um, through good, through a good management plan um, with a holistic approach. So it's really trying to make clients take accountability for their own exercises and home. I like to call it homework because essentially it is, <laughs> um, but to, you know, to ensure that they reach hundred percent recovery um, really and improve their quality of life. Um, and for me, it's about ensuring that, you know, they do reach their optimal level of function again, especially for athletes, you know, like I work with everybody, like I said, from the elderly, you know, <laughs> yeah, to the, to the athletes. So basically whatever your goal is, again, like that's what I aim to do. Um, but I banter on about injury prevention and recovery a hell of a lot too. So they're two of the things that I really like to, um, nut down on people um, because you don't need an injury if you prevent it, right? <laughs> and so tell um, us, like, yeah, what is injury prevention and how does it affect an athlete's performance? Injury, so if you don't do that, so that's the recovery sort of thing as well. So basically some tips that I'd give people is to, for actually, well, not just for motocross, for like any sort of sport, I guess, um, to do more dynamic warm-ups versus static stretches because that's really bad for the body actually to, hold a static stretch, it actually reduces the strength in the muscle quite severely. Um, so it's about knowledge about appropriately looking after your body. And then obviously on the other end of the stick, you've got stretches for the um, warm down and recovery side of things as well. So recovery is really, really important and not even, it's always missed though, recovery stretches, like no one really thinks about it. So in my situation, I'm always trying to educate people that talk to me approach me, get consults from me, that it is very important to do recovery and not even in a um, in a sense of just that, just stretches and things. Like there's massages that promote recovery and that's what some athletes do with me. They get nice massages as well as their stretching programs and things. Um, yeah, but also um, in a sense sleeping. Um, so people have got to get good sleep. You know, I really have learned a lot about that kind of thing in terms of recovery, you've got to be rejuvenated mm -hmm. um, and just eating and general things like that. Like you've really got to take care of the whole system. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so you're doing that on track and do people like just come up and knock on the um, air con door or do they have <laughs> uh, do people know that you're going to be at each event or again, are you affiliated with like every club that they know that every club meeting you're going to be there? How do people get to work with you? Yeah, so what happens is with the motocross side of things, I do put up on all my social media um, very frequently, like, hey, guys, I'm going to be here. And then also when I'm at events, I put up a little sign and tell everyone, hey, the next event, which is in whatever amount of time, I'll be there. And a lot of them follow up. Like they'll, they will 
excuse me, they will rebook an appointment to follow up on whatever they've done in that time then. But also the um, organisers of the events are really, really supportive. So they will actually promote me and say, hey, we've got our physio here, whatever day, like pre-book. And quite often I do really good discounts um, more often than not because I just really want to help people and I just really want people to experience how much I can actually help. And not just in, oh, I've got an injury, fix me up, but in the other sense. The other, the other sort of aspects of it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so some of the treatments that I do on site as well. Uh, so I do warm up uh, massages and recovery massages. Um, and they're sort of different, but the same. So like a warm up massage is more so a bit more vigorous with the technique. Um, but it's designed really to, I guess, put, put that athlete or person in that mindset that they need to be before before a race and to take them away from um I guess whatever environment it is because being a racer myself I know for a fact like the day of the race you need to just go and chill like your mind your mind is not where it should be most of the time you're so anxious and you're thinking like oh my god you're not you're not focused so I use that time actually some people are really open to it others aren't um others aren't sorry um to like in this setting obviously it's fully enclosed um and i just create this nice relaxing sort of environment as well where people i can teach people like breathing techniques and to get them in the right mind frame it's sort of like a sports psychology sort of technique and even like some self-talk things as well depending on how high end the athlete is um as to what they want some people don't they're not keen but others are like yeah like i need this my mindset needs to be like of course. And, and how long yeah. do your sessions go for then, Sarah? Um, so the massages in particular, they're about, they can choose by normally about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. 30 minutes sort of max because I have so many clients. Like, for example, at one race day um, at Kilcoy Motocross Club, actually, they have 300 riders uh, for the, the whole weekend. So I try to make it fair. So obviously if I'm doing hour massages and then they're racing and trying to fit in, it doesn't quite work. So I open really early as well. So generally when people get stra- um, strapping before a race day or something like that, they might need, um, I make sure I'm open before like say the first practice or the first race or something. Yeah. So then they get their proper strapping and they're all good to go or their massage or whatever that they need. Um, but yeah, so it can differ. So I offer about like eight things trackside, a lot of things. So I offer um, like I, Basically, uh, I do a recovery stretch session, like a group session. Um, so that can be whoever wants to come in. I mean, the smaller the group, I can focus on them. But, I mean, I'm pretty well – I'm welcoming everybody into that. And also, like, the d- dynamic warm-up, the same thing, but also just obviously dynamic versus static stretches for recovery and warm-up um, in a different respect. And then I've got a stretching – a stretch therapy thing that I do. So basically, you just lie on the – on the treatment table and you say, Hey, I'm tight here and here and here and I'll stretch you out where it's appropriate. And then, or they could just be like, I feel tight everywhere. And then I just, you know, stretch. Yeah. They just lay there. And I'm just I stretch, stretching. Um, I also offer CTI measuring and ordering. So CTI knee braces. So um, I initially wasn't going to do any knee brace fitting. I was just doing the physio work. And then I thought more and more about prevention and helping the athletes and it's not just motocross everyone can use these like surfers use these actually as well and um yeah i did a bit of research and i found that the ctis are the best on the market like they pretty much i measure i think it's six points 
on the knee. Like, so they're made to your anatomy. They're um, sent to an orthopod and then um, designed just for you. So I really promote those now that I know what they are. <laughs> but before that, I wasn't interested. I was like, no, just physio, but I really do think they're great. So I do those consults uh, trackside or at home or wherever. Um, yeah. And I do like the obvious physio consults as well, like just general physio consults um, and follow-ups. So some people get their initial at the track and then want their follow-up at home or mm-hmm. like they have their initial at the home and then they say, oh, I'll, just, I'll be at that track. Are you going to be there? And then I go, yep. And then their follow-ups there as well. And we do mini, um, mini, um, mini consults in a sense. So it's like a mini assessment and, and, and treatment. Um, for those things, just say it's not like an actual injury per se. It's like I've got a sore shoulder yeah. or a tight shoulder and then I just spend that time and do a mini assessment and treatment on that and then away they go and they ride. One of the really common things that I do is arm pump. So I don't know if you have heard of arm pump mm-hmm. or, or t- not. Tell us what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so I when you're riding. Yeah, so um, when you're riding, you just um, – you're constantly doing this or you're just statically holding with all these muscles contracting all your extensors. And after a while, your blood flow just doesn't, um, it just gets locked in there and it just gets restricted. And then your muscles don't actually work. They just almost cramp and yeah. people come off in an immense amount of pain with that. So then they come and see me and I give them a good treatment on that. And then they're able to go back out with um, minimal pain. So that's a very, very popular, popular one. <laughs> yeah. everyone that rides is normally after arm pump stuff isn't it really yeah yeah as soon as i go yeah i do arm pump they're like oh <laughs> and then i and then obviously i um if they're after actually long-term prevention of that i can give them an exercise program and like um things to do to actually help prevent that and sometimes it's a lot to do with bike setup as well mm-hmm. um just the way you ride a bike economically yeah mm. Yeah, it's fantastic, Sarah. Sounds like you're very busy up there in South East Queensland. I do believe that you've just moved. Is there much surf in Warwick? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm finding... Yeah. Pardon? Like, I'm coming up to the go-kart track there. I haven't been to the... Um, up to Morgan Park, which I believe is close to there. But it's I know it's really good. I was like, there's no surf there. So for a surfer, is there any beaches in Warwick? No. <laughs> Yeah. I think with this isolation, we're sort of limited to where we can go. But thankfully, I have clients on the Gold Coast. So nearly every week, I'm down there anyway because uh-huh. <laughs> I travel so much. So yeah. I'm down there. But, um, yeah, no, I find things to do. I, I'm trying to explore the roads um, in terms of um, road cycling. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to trying to not to get hit by trucks because there's so many trucks. Yeah. Like, so many trucks. And every little road seems to be a highway. It's weird. <laughs> yes. But, Nothing like the Gold Coast, let's just say that. <laughs> so it's a fantastic service that you're offering um, at Tomato Cross and you're starting to d- diversify out to other um, sporting codes as well. So well done. Um, you Thank know, you. I definitely follow you on Instagram. As you know, that's how I learned about you. And yeah. just, I know pretty much everywhere hand you're out there helping the athletes. Um, how do people follow your journey? Um, so basically I'm on Instagram and Facebook. So, and I'm, frequently on there because I just like to give even now more so actually I just like to give people um I guess just some free advice and some free techniques and things because everyone's sort of 
isolated as we all know. So people just need a little bit of help. So yes, I'm frequently on my Instagram, which is just Sarah's Physio to Go. And then my Facebook pages are both of the businesses. So Sarah's Physio to Go and Sarah's Moto Physio to Go. And everything that I do, everything where I'm going, whatever I'm doing is always up there. And if I've got any promotional things as well, I generally have um, that posted up anything and I'm very open to um, being contacted in a sense of about physio questions because that's another thing that I wanted to bring with my businesses um, not only just the convenience of me coming to your house and um, in the clinic but also I come into your house as well and bring a different table and if some people don't want it out outside if you know what I mean so they want me to bring it in but um, I lost my train of thought <laughs> okay right you're gonna have to edit this bit <laughs> um what were you what did you ask me um how do people um follow your journey yeah right so um yeah so my clients and people with um physio questions can just contact me through um that as well i want to feel very i want to feel very approachable um and relatable and i'd like to my i like my clients to feel like they're supported as well so quite often in between um like an initial consult and a follow-up like on a normal at a normal clinic you'd go in and see your physio then you go home and then you won't see them or talk to them until like you ring and get the receptionist kind of thing and then you won't see them until your next thing but I really keep my lines of communication open so just say for hypothetical reasons um like I give you a home exercise program and then you find a little weird pain or you forget how to do it or whatnot and then you just normally they just stop doing their exercises until like the next follow-up, which is normally like a week, two weeks. Um, but my clients, I encourage them to actually get in contact with me. However, through Instagram, Facebook, ring, email, whatever, and just say, Hey, I've got this problem. And then I always will respond back. Um, and just quickly, I just want to add to that. I do work outside of hours. So I'm very flexible with like the whole work outside of work, like just for convenience again. So people work till five or six. Yeah. And I come to the houses after that just to make it convenient. But basically that, my whole journey is on um, social media. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life. My whole life. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> on social media. Of course, uh, Sarah's details will be in today's show notes. Um, otherwise, you can um, catch them also at motivatetraining.com.au forward slash podcast. Sarah, thank you for uh, letting us know about Sarah's Physio to Go and Sarah's Moto to Go Physiotherapy and telling us a little bit more about physiotherapists and um, the benefits of how to help an athlete. Do you have any parting words for athletes as far as athletic performance goes and just the importance of um, you know maintaining their body for health and wellness? Um, well, I'll just long put story short. <laughs> yeah, well, long story short, just just listen to your body like the number one tip you know if you're feeling a little bit of niggly tightness that normally means that you need to do something about it otherwise it will end up loading either adjacent joints or just having an injury so you've really got to listen to your body in that sense and recover think about recovery and warm up they're very very frequently missed and i'm trying to educate everyone on it so please listen <laughs> Okay. And we're all the very best um, going forward. And anytime you want to come on a guest and talk about anything specific regarding physiotherapy, you know what? That'll be amazing. Yeah. Um, I just want to say thanks to you, though. This is, it's been really nice to um, be approached by you and have this opportunity. No way. Sarah, thanks again. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon. Yep. You too. See ya.
Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Motorsport Coaching, subscribe and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at Motivate to Tea. Until next time, take care.